Aaron plays Knox, the Banu Hakim Baron. Gates plays Lance, the Tremere Baron. Kevin plays Vest Tenebrae, the Toreador Baron. Jaden plays Noir Labyrinth, the Nagaraja Baron. DJ Allen is the storyteller. I think we're going to start with Knox because I think that he wanted to do something before the sun goes down. Do it. Do it. The first thing I'm going to do is try to eat food. Put the ring on. I'm going to drive on over to good old Mickey D's and... <laughs> During the day. Chicken nuggets or something. I don't know. During the day when the sun's up. Well, I think it's still roughly nighttime right now. So... You want your first meal to Big McDonald's? Cheap simple man with simple tastes. Where where in the hell am I going to go at, at like four in the morning? A diner? Where? Any diner? Still fast food, isn't it? Same thing. Yeah, well. I, I don't have much time because if this doesn't work, I need to be back or I'm dead. So it's just a quick jump and a skip. A nice, nice quick run to get whatever's closest and then back. I made notes on, on on these things. Let me find them here. Hang on. Okay. I mean, you could probably Uber Eats or something. <laughs> yeah, and have them, have them delivered to my secret spot, <laughs> my hideout. <laughs> they don't know what it is. It's just a house like any other or business no, or whatever. It wouldn't work. Bring <laughs> <laughs> me on signs secret hideout. Yeah, do you also think Knox is just going to be living in a house, but like, hey guys, come on in, there's just a couple men Where would Knox live? Tell me. I can't tell you that. <laughs> it's a secret. But if you ever do see it, it's really cool. Wow. Housewarming party, I think that's, it's, um, it's in order. <laughs> lots of booze, lots of loose women, yeah. I don't know about the loose women. That's that seems more like your your house parties. Mine seem more quality guests. I guarantee quality guests. Okay, so you're going out before the sun comes up or while the sun is up? Before. Before. I want to be back just in case. Okay, so you run to McDonald's. You grab whatever meal you want. You zip back to your house or your haven and you're gonna wolf it down and it tastes like mcdonald's taste and uh i mean it goes down and uh i mean you've still got your your pulse pounding and i mean your stomach feels full and you definitely needed whatever drink you got to make everything go down because your throat was all dry it's been a while since you had a drink but i'm not barfing it all up no everything seems to be processing the way it's supposed to okay okay um, what else did I want to, I can't remember, I wrote it all down. Um, trying to find it in my notes here. I'm going to take the ring off. Food stay down, food come up. Well, do you, how, how close to sunrise do you take the ring off? I don't know. I mean, it's just like this. So I would assume I have to do this real quick. Well, I mean, nothing happens in the, in the few minutes, in the few seconds that you keep it off or the minute or two you keep it off. Okay. Well, what time is it? Let's let's call it uh, five fifteen. I mean, it's got uh, let's I don't know half hour before sun comes up. Okay. Um. Then 
I guess I'm just gonna go stand outside, see if the sun comes up, see if I just poof. <laughs> Obviously within range, so I can run and hide, but. Well, I mean, technically by the laws of this game, it would poof you immediately. You wouldn't have any recourse, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit more realistic on that. But uh, the sun, the sun, well, go ahead. When, when I in the LA by night, you know, they had to get up in the middle of the day when the place was burning up and they were able to jump around and do things. Yeah, it, 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 it gives you aggravated damage per turn. He just disappeared. It depends on how many you level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it has to do with your blood, um, your blood potency, or something like that. That's, that's, we, we read it last time. Yeah, we took a we, we read about that last time. Because they were able to run around during the day. I think only La Sombra instantly just poof. Okay, so you you take a certain amount of aggravated damage per turn. Yeah. From from what we read last time, and obviously, ultimately, DJ decides how it's gonna go, and at La Sombra take more damage it's not oh, instantaneous more. okay not necessarily instantaneous and i'm not gonna like walk out into the middle of a field just be like hey let's hope this works i'm rolling the dice here yeah. no it's more like here's the door yeah you, you, you <laughs> can you can like put your hand out and see if it burns yeah and stuff exactly. whatever it is so i've always I'm wait oh. what, what i want to do is i want to wait and watch the sunlight start skittering across the grass see the orange and reds and purples in the sky change color and then when i see that light come and the shadow move up to my entrance i'm gonna touch it i've always been the person that feels that if you were I, i'm the kindred the embrace type where if you've just fed you could probably stay out a little bit longer in the sun a little bit i but that was ba way back with the older rules too so um, I'm also the one that if you kill an older vampire, it instantly ashes, or if you kill a newer vampire, basically the vampire you, you diablerize or kill would age appropriately to death. But, um, alright, so you're standing outside, and the sun's starting to come up. Now, your eyes start to hurt because it's the brightest thing that you have seen in a long time. And... Regardless of how you approach the situation, what you dis what you've discovered is is that it does not make you poof. It doesn't even hurt. I mean, it's warm. It's been a long time since you've felt the warmth of the sun, but yeah, it's it is super hard to see in all of that brightness. I mean, you're like super squinty. Well, then I'm going to sit there, enjoy the the warmth of my skin for a little while. No, <laughs> I'm gonna sit there, enjoy the warmth of my skin, walk back in <clears throat> take the ring off go to sleep and you take the ring off and you you do i mean it's hard to stay awake at that point your body just shuts down because it's your nature to just drop to sleep so you are out question that i do have from going with the ring on ring off how was my hunger affected it wasn't really i mean like if there's a shift it would like your like your vampire hunger, you mean? Yeah, it's. I mean, it didn't instantly come back, but it's. It's. It wasn't there when you had the ring on. Okay, because I think um, game-wise, I was at a hunger two. I'm checking here. I think I was at a hunger two. So I wondered if it, you know, like when you're embraced, it resets. So I didn't know if this was similar to that or not, or what, or if I just stayed the same hunger. So if I'm a hunger four, and I put the ring on, hunger's gone. 
you know, take the ring off, back to Hunger 4 kind of thing, or if it would just reset the clock because it's like a new embrace kind of thing or not. That's what my question was. I guess we'll have to see when you wake up at night. Okay. Next in line is Mr. Lance, who wakes up, and yeah. uh, you, uh, you're you feeling thirsty, extra hungry, yeah. like hungrier than normal. Yeah, I had two hungers before. Uh, do I need to do a rouse check? Yes. All right. My hunger does not increase, um, at least not because of the rouse check. Now I know your bed, but your bedroom has no windows. Like, if you exit your bedroom, does like the hallway have any windows or anything like that? Um, no. Um, my room is probably in the center of wherever I am, uh, and uh, either either in the center or in a basement of some kind. And uh, the few floors that I use for my haven have been. You know, sunlight proof somehow, either because they're in the basement or in different levels. The upper floors, uh, if um, the other floors where where it's a house on the outside, that has windows, but I don't go there during the day, honestly. All right. Well, you have a message from Morrigan. She has given you the info that she has. Uh, this was a. Uh, this is actually. It's from. Uh, two o'clock in the afternoon and it says that she got safety deposit boxes at two vastly different bank locations for both the orb and the puzzle box and she gave you the names of the places but not the locations of them she'll tell you about those when you wake up right i put that info well whatever info she has i put that in the safe uh whatever she gave me um, your your phone also says yeah that it is 4.19 p.m. When is sundown? 8.30. Uh, right. So for some reason, I woke up a little earlier. That's why I'm feeling a little, a little more peckish. I text Morrigan. Where is she? Where you at? The reply you, you get... The, the reply you get is, first, why are you up? And second, I'm upstairs. Come down. She heads on down and... Uh, comes into the room. What's what's going on? I have no idea. Do I feel um, like I'm in danger? Do I feel like something woke me up? Is there a fire? Is there some sort of danger nearby? No, this isn't this isn't like the one time that I introduced something into your into your bed bedroom with you. No, it's you just woke up. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't even feel tired. You just boom, you were awake. But I am hungry. You are hungry. You're hungry like normal. And um, ask Morgan. Um, Morgan, dear. Um, did anything happen during the day? Was there any anyone lurking about? Was there a weird phone call? Anything? <clears throat> anything that might explain me waking up in the middle of the day? Security hasn't alerted me about anything. I mean, I I, I slept when I normally slept, and then I did the whole deposit box thing. I was getting ready to go back to bed for a little while until you woke up, but I mean, you're up. Hmm. Maybe the blood orb had something to do with that. It did make me feel more invigorated, if you know what I mean. Right. This is, uh, well, you've got a few extra hours to get, uh, to get a few things done. This is what I'm going to do. First of all, I'm going to call a lovely member 
of my church to donate a little bit of blood uh, so that I can slake my hunger. Me hunger. And after that, I think I'm going to hit the books, see if I can find anything, anything on, you know, uh, artifacts that have given people powers that have affected anyone, especially see if I can find anything like the mask that made people into obsidian, any kind of reference to obsidian statues, the statues that moved on their own, uh, anything of, of that nature, of that sort. And do you mind if I head to bed then, or? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm going to be in, in my study. So on her way out, she grabs the door and actually rips it off the hinges. And as she's holding it in her hand, she's looking at it like, um, uh, uh. Well, this is unusual. I activate Sense the Unseen. She doesn't look any different to you than she normally does, but she is holding your door <laughs> in one hand. I'll, I'll admit, love, I is kind of sexy, but guess there's no point in asking if you had your vitamins, yeah? The only thing, I mean, <clears throat> so the things you gave me, um, the the round, the, the, the ball thing, I, I had to take it out of the original bag because it wouldn't fit in the box. I had to put it in a new pouch, but I mean... That's the only thing I touched. Would, would that do this? Yeah. yeah, probably. Did you make sure that it's still in some sort of pouch or some sort of bag? Oh yeah, it's 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 completely it's the, you can't touch it now without like unsealing it from what it's in. It's in plastic, so it's just thinner than the leather was. Right. Okay. But there is a way of grabbing it without touching it directly. Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> well, enjoy it. What can I say? I'm just going to put this right here as she puts it up against the far wall and then walks upstairs. Yes. It's all right. Get, get someone to have that fixed, please. I'm going to go to the study and, well, do a little bit of research. That works. That works. And you will get... Feed. Oh, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll get to feed, and that'll bring your hunger back, back down to one, I'm assuming. And I'll resonate uh, with Sanguine again. All right. And then, uh, what, what are you going to, you're just looking for artifacts and whatnot for the next four hours? Basically, uh, I'm not going to be able to go out anyway. I'm just going to uh, research my library, my library, um, and any books that I might have uh, regarding any kind of artifacts, any kind of magical objects that have given people powers, any moving obsidian statues and the lot. That sort of thing. Basically, anything that could correlate to any of the items we've seen so far. Alrighty. Noir, are you still on? She's uh, taking a bit of a break. Alright. Well, then uh, we'll zip back to Knox to have him awake naturally when the sun goes down. And you... And you awaken covered in chunks of McDonald's food all over your bed. Well... That didn't work. Um, <laughs> I mostly start cleaning up then. Your hunger is only at one. Roll for rouse. Right. I get hungrier. Hunger two. Well, so much for that. I mean, you did all that hard work, and now you're back down to <laughs> back up to two. I was at three. I uh, 
I, I do believe you uh, also had a tiny little tattoo dot that you uh, included on yourself. Oh, yes. It, uh, I was going to try that. It, uh, it's running on your arm. It's no longer in your skin. It's the ink on your arm. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm going to call up Edward then. Hey, hello. Were you able to get the new handguns? Uh, I have the guy that I'm getting the from, uh, he's got them, but they're not here yet. Okay. Were you able to develop the load like I asked you to do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm all about putting things in bullets, man. Okay. All right. Good. Well, I'll be there shortly. Don't threaten me with a good time. I'm just saying, the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in the Jeep and head on over, I guess. Well, all right. Oh, uh, so leaving the ring. Leaving the ring at your haven. Yep. You don't think it's that. Right you don't. You don't think that should go to the Pittock Mansion at all? You know, in the door. I don't know where we're going. I'm just going to the clubhouse. I don't know what the plan is for the night yet. No, I think we. I think we talked about it the night before. But we are gonna. We were gonna go to the Piddick Mansion with the items the next night. Oh well, then I'll bring it with. I mean, there is also the graveyard, so that the key can be used. But I mean, that, I, we got plenty of time. You are in your haven, and you are awoken by some of your um, attendants, and they let you know that there was uh, a thing that happened downstairs in the main foyer you because you're basically what ernesto had going on is it was a it was kind of like a funeral home as his setup um and what your guys tell you is that there was somebody basically teleported in this gnarly looking thing teleported in after him tore the guy to shreds and then the gnarly thing left so there's only pieces of the original guy left all over the foyer I guess I have to go read whatever's left of his memory now, can't I? I say walking down the stairs. Some way to wake up. Yeah, these things happen. Why does always happen when the necromancers, though? Well, when you get downstairs, you do get to see that his head is still intact. He's not completely dismembered. And it's the guy that was hiding at Vess's place that you were trying to keep from the werewolf-like creature. So, um, that is who has been dismembered in your foyer. I immediately ask one of my servants for their phone, and I call Knox. Or, yeah, I call Knox. Hello? Hey, this is Noir. Can I help you with? Uh, remember that guy that we kept at Vess's? No. The, there's this one guy who we were hiding at Vess's place, He's dismembered in my haven. And you want me to come clean up the mess? <laughs> no, I'm not asking you to come clean up the mess. I'm come. I'm asking. I'm trying to get in contact with you on Lance to figure out what the hell just happened. Can you guys meet me in my haven? Yeah, sure. I'll be right over. Um, it's Ernest Dozo place. And if you can get in contact with Edward to come, um, ask him for Norris folders. They'll understand. All right. Well, I'm gonna text the text everyone group text. Let them know what's going on. What you told me. What to bring? Edward's all about it. You want the colonel with or not? Please. I don't like that guy, but if she wants him with, I guess. <laughs> all right. I guess everybody's meeting at the the funeral home. 
I can't for the life of me remember what that guy's name was. Was it Dennis? Dennis. Did that happen on the episode that I missed? Because I don't remember. That so... happened when you were gone. Okay. Okay. That's why. Because I'm like, oh, I have no clue that you guys had some guy in someone's house and or what. So, so to catch you. Both keep missing each other. Yeah. So you to so so to catch you up. Um, Ernesto had a uh, interaction with somebody from season one. And that interaction was he basically saw the guy's death in his own home at the hands of some razor-backed-looking, funky, pseudo-werewolf thing. That guy showed up asking for help from the coterie. They hid him at Vess's place so that he wouldn't go to Ernesto's place. And he just died now at the exact way that Ernesto said he was going to die. So, surprise! Some way to wake up, right? Well, well, better than some. N- none of the listeners can say I don't follow through with my story threads. You get to the 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 you get to the funeral home, and man, is that foyer a mess! And the the footprints in that mess are huge, easily a size twenty-five multi-toed wolf thing, and. Dennis is in multiple pieces all over the place, except for the head. The head is is sheared clean off, and it's it's a look of horror on Dennis's face. And yeah, there's bits and pieces. So that's uh, and and the all all the Hakata guys are standing around. Some of them are some of them watch the whole thing, and they just they don't want to go anywhere near that head. Say, I'm assuming you have some sort of security camera. May have caught anything have happened? Anything that might have happened? Yes. Um, I sent one of the I sent one of the servants to get um, my laptops with the footage. I'm gonna ask out of all the idiots standing around, who's in charge here? They all point to North. Out of all of you that were here, who is in charge that saw this? Who's the highest ranking that saw this? Uh you've you've got uh, you've got. Uh, <sighs> I'll say my personal servant. Sure, his name is Alan. Alan saw it. So, Alan, tell me what happened here. Fill me in. Play by play. That dude popped in out of nowhere, and then this big porcupine shark thing popped in. He started screaming, please no, and then the shark thing with the quills just just took him apart. I mean, he just, just, just shredded him. Right, hang on a second. Um, Ernesto, when he described it to us, didn't he describe a lupine? See, see if we can find that. I don't remember that at all. Ernesto mentioned this? I mean, I can give you the description that I gave back then if you would like me to. Yes, please. Yes, please. A nine and a half foot wolf-like thing with metal quills instead of fur and shark teeth for fangs with seven digits on each hand with claws from each digit. One claw impaling... Oh, yeah, one one claw impaling Dennis to lift him up with the other severing the head and sending it through the air. Okay. Okay. So security comes back with a monitor big enough for everybody to see on and the security footage. And what you see and hear is Dennis popping in, looking around uh, like... Magically popping in? Oh yeah, magically popping in, scrambling like he's getting a bearing for where he's at, starting to, to turn to run, and then all of a sudden off screen you can see him like 
jump back like screaming like putting his hands up like no no i didn't mean to i didn't mean to do it i didn't mean to do it then you see this large wolf-like thing with metal quills instead of fur come into the screen it's nine and a half feet tall as i said um it it impales his body with one claw hand picks him up kind of spins him around so you get the front this thing is fucking terrifying this thing is fucking terrifying to look at absolutely chilling i mean you guys are terrified to look at this thing he's screaming begging for mercy and the other hand just swings and boom the head goes flying then the two hands proceed to just shred the body to pieces while all of the hakata back the fuck up that are in the in the shot and then that thing poofs magically out of the way right so i'd like to activate sense the unseen uh i don't think i could catch anything through the tv the uh, the monitor uh but do i do i see any resid residual residual magic of any kind in the room in one corner you do see a quill for lack of a better term glowing with some sort of magical resonance opposite it bright it's not bright like the immortals no it's, it's got a shimmer like normal magic would right i touch it and just pull it out it is cold and it is definitely metal you can't tell by just touching it obviously what kind of metal it is but it's not it's not organic it is definitely metal that is really fucked up now i turn around you know why do it here i mean if dennis was at uh asylum why pop him here and kill him edward the says followers. you go the ahead followers edward says the okay. footage looked like he was running i mean maybe he just popped here randomly by accident too it's i i you know i don't know for sure is there a portal of some kind here that he might have stumbled through somewhere else to get here no but I could see the last 30 minutes or so of his memories. Yeah, that's a good idea. But if I do that, I can only see and hear what he's seeing and hearing. I can physically feel what he felt. So you guys will hear me scream. Yeah, you might want to disconnect before you get your head chopped off. I can't, that's the thing. Oh, well. It would be good to know, but... I'm not gonna force you. If I do this, I need you guys just like basically get that head away from me the second I'm done. Right. Got it. Count on us, love. I'm gonna move right next to her where I'm assuming she's gonna pick up the head and hold the head. Um, out of character. Do I make a morning rush? Uh, wake up rush? Yes. You're good. What would you like me to roll for memories of the dead? It's supposed to be just aroused, but um, I don't know if you need me to roll on anything. Is it aspects? Blood sorcery. We're just going to make it easy on us. We're just going to do it. Okay. I'm assuming I have to change powers later on because it's no longer in V5. I guess so. We'll figure it out. All right. So you grab his head. 30 minutes ago, what you see is him sitting at the asylum. He's actively drinking in the little room that was set aside for him. He's getting comfy, enjoying his drink. And then he turns because he feels something, like senses something in the room. So you sense something in the room. So he turns and he sees an Asian non-binary man, woman. You're not quite sure. 
I mean, it's a, it's an androgynous individual. It could be either one. <clears throat> he doesn't identify with, he doesn't identify it mentally. It's just someone he doesn't, he doesn't identify the, the individual. So that person appears, he quickly starts freaking out and you, you understand he's thinking, I got to get the fuck out of here right now. So he flings his glass at that individual and he's just thinking uh, spells to get out of here. And his first thought is boom, pop out. So he pops into a random location. This is a location you've never seen before. And that person pops in too. And then you watch that person morph into the creature you saw on the security footage. And you feel his fear just ramp up. So basically what you then see is several more random locations over the next how many minutes. With the creature popping in following the whole time. With the creature popping in the whole time. <laughs> Until you see your foyer where you saw the security footage go down. You feel the claws enter as you're screaming for your life and then you feel the neck sever and everything goes black so we basically are waiting for some sort of external sign from mm -hmm. noir for whether or not you take the, the head yes That's where we left off did the vision finish i'm asking the storyteller yes yeah the the, the everything went black I but we heard it. everything so i'm gonna take the head and just as hard as i possibly can even with potence activated just whip that head towards the nearest window and getting it the hell out of the building hey i'm following her request she said get it out of here as fast as possible that is the fastest way possible is straight through that window well in typical knox knox fashion the window is closed and therefore explodes outward as the severed head goes flying well into the street and across the street and into a neighborhood yard. Well, let's say it's a park. And now there's a severed head filled with glass shards in a park across from the funeral home. Well done, nitwit. Hey, she said get it out. It's gone. Can one, <laughs> can one of you fellas go and fetch that and make sure no one else finds it, please? And I actually look at like, the, uh, the other, you know, servants or whatever. One, one of the, one of the, the Hakata goes out after it and he takes a shopping bag. Right, you're right, Noir. She shakes her head and looks at you guys. You were right. He was running. Noir, what'd you see? Um, he was going between place to place after he, he, they showed up at the asylum. He was trying to get away from them. I, at first, there was an androgynous person. I couldn't make out really what they looked like. But they turned into basically a lupine on steroids. <laughs> It was following him basically through portal after portal after portal. Was it using his portal or was it able to produce its own? I didn't under really understand what was going on. This is magic above what even the Hekata and from here used. Have I ever heard of anything like this? This sort of magic? Only the type of stuff that Black Light is into. Yeah. Well, sounds like it's the kind of magic that Black Light be, uh, can do on their own. Well beyond uh, my current abilities. What about you, Knox? You ever been able to teleport? <laughs> Not so far. There's only one clan that can, that I'm aware of. That's Clan the Sombra. Yeah, but that through shadow or mirrors or something like that. Chimera can through uh, blood circles, but that's very dangerous. Yeah, it takes a little bit longer than what you were describing. It was as if he, like, for less of a better term, blinked 
like like in a video game. Right. Okay. Um. You see her wiping her eyes, like you will see my face like running down her face. I'd never want to do that again. Does that trigger anything for any of us if she has Vite running down her face, storyteller? Is there blood all over the floor? <laughs> not well. Not you. You should be. Tears. You should be all right. It's not. It's not a. It's not a large amount. I mean. Okay. Well, actually, technically, there's blood all over the place, but I mean, it's yeah. You would have been triggered by going in, but I didn't. I didn't cause that either, so you're you're good. Okay. Well. That's so, what, so what now? I'm uh, gonna go wash my face, mm-hmm. get out of my pajamas and just in normal clothes, and get out a cup of coffee, and then figure it out from there. If you guys want to hang out, please feel free. I'll feel more comfortable if you guys are in the house and in here for now. Right. We'll we'll wait for you, but we we were planning on going to the Piddick Mansion. We'll... I'll come with you. Yeah. I promised I would. Yeah. But right now, I just I don't want to be alone. Fair enough. Um. So, uh, just out of character, uh, Knox, you had the ring. Uh, and then there was who had the mask? Was it Vest or was, yeah? With this was Vest. Vested. Vest can be along for the mask, or do you want to wait just to leave Vest off this time? Well, I think we would. We were going to take the mask and the uh, the the ring to Piddick Mansion right away. I would prefer to wait for Vest for the mask because Vest was really, really, really looking into it, looking forward to it. Okay, well, I'm just saying. It's a gravestone. It is then. So so yeah, let's. Well, as 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 we are missing one person, why don't we do the <clears throat> why don't we do the ring at the mansion and then head to the graves head right. to the gravestones. So, here's the thing, and I explained to them uh, what I did with the other artifacts. I put them in safe deposit box. Then we should do the same. We use it at the door. As soon as we do, we get it somewhere in a safe deposit box somewhere around the city and keep them as far away from each other as possible. Um, for now, we could just, the ring and the mask could be kept, you know, on your per, on your person, Nox and Vest, because you don't have another artifact with you. But as soon as you have another one, you've got to put it in a separate location. All right, well, I got the ring on me right now, so should we go test that and see what happens or what? Yeah. Let's go to the to the mansion and then we'll go to the cemetery. Did someone bring the little wooden finger? Uh, it should be with the ring. I gave the, the wooden finger and the ring to, to Knox. Oh, I didn't know you gave me the wooden finger, but if you gave me a wooden finger, I'd bring that too, I guess. Yeah, it was like the ring was on the wooden finger in the bag, so. And then it would be, it would be wise that Knox would have kept the wooden finger also then, yes. So then off to the Piddick Mansion when everyone is ready. Security lets you in, like they always do. And you head on over to the door, and you put your little magic finger. Every and once everybody's all right, then we take the wooden finger and you go to the Piddick Mansion, and security lets you in. And then you just you put the wooden finger, or sorry, you put the ring on the wooden finger, and you put it on the door. I'm assuming, just going straight for it. Yep. You hear lots of whirs and lots of clicks, and uh, uh, I should figure out what happens next. Hang on. Lots of whirs and lots of clicks, and then by the door handle, a little a little slot opens up with some with a vial of purplish liquid. I'm grabbing it. 
on their first. No, just us gloves, people. So you said one vial. Is it a vial or? Yeah, it's a vial. It's it's significantly eh, significantly larger than the one that Zix and Oz were in, and this one actually looks like, like it's a clear liquid and it's got a purplish tint to it. Okay, so I take it out. All right, and you're not wearing a glove, so it doesn't do anything to you. It just it's just a vial full of liquid. You want to? Of course you would. <laughs> do you want to have a swig? <laughs> I'll take a look at it. I activate Sense the Unseen and uh, analyze it for. It is. It's. It's got a magical shimmer to it, and it. Uh, it does not. You, you do not get the sense that you want to put it in your body. Is it moving similar to like the black tar Zix and yeah, whatever? Is it viscous? Is it? No, it's it's moving like water. It, I mean, if 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 I if I wasn't to describe it any other way, it's it's purple colored water. Okay. Can, can I get a spin? Sorry. No, I'm... Can I take the top off and smell it? Well, hang on a sec. First of all, I'm like, you don't want to put this in your body. Uh, if you want to smell it, that could be just as bad. Hang on. Can I get a sense of the type of magic it is or from what I'm seeing? It seems consistent with black light magic. We have to have this analyzed. Edward needs to analyze this. All three, like the last one. all three of you hear a voice in your head saying, come find me. To recognize the voice. I would be worried if you did. Come find me. Can I just say out loud, find you where? Wherever they put me. Who and you all, you all, you all hear that response too. So I'm just kind of looking around like, what the hell is this? Who's speaking? That's not important. Just come get me. Where? If I knew where, I wouldn't need to be gotten out of where I'm at. Well, if we knew where, we could meet you. So, I guess tough. I don't like you. What's the last thing you remember? Beheadings. And your name is? I'm just called Book. Book? Were you being beheaded or doing the beheadings? I was in the presence of beheadings. Was it today? It was at least 500 years ago. Are you immortal? The word is always immortal. Can you give us any kind of, in, of clue where you might be? Do you remember sights, smells, sounds, anything? I can't do that. Sorry. Well, at least you give us some information. There's literally nothing we can do to help you. Yeah, that's what I try to say. There's got to be something you can you can find or get or whatever to find me because if they find me i don't want to be found by them the them how are you communicating with us and why now well if you're probably holding that which goes in the cup and the cup is where or what on the door and oh. actually point at the cup on the door so what are you going to do if we find you well we can have long conversations about contents of things in me in you? Yeah, in me. All kinds of people want to talk about stuff that's in me. So I open the vial and I pour it in the cup near in the door. There is no cup. There's a hole in the door for a cup. 
Hang on a second. Okay, okay, it's just, an, I thought there was a cup there. It's just an engraving of a cup. Okay, right, all right. So we need to find the cup. No, we need to find the cup, place it in the door, possibly even and pour the liquid in the cup. May I see the vial? Don't drink it. Oh, what am I saying? You're not Nox. <laughs> Just pass on the vial. <laughs> I'm not, um, I'm possibly just as stupid. I can make a spirit's touch. What spirit's touch do? Allows me to see if there's any connection to a dead person with this. And where, like, basically the lot, like, if they're a spirit now, I can see what they, like, what's touched it. Like, what spirits are connected to it. There will be spirits connected to it, but it's not a spirit that's sticking to you. But the spirit can still be our guide. That is true. How I'm taking it is the spirit can guide us to where we need to go because they don't know that we're looking at them. I can theoretically, if I do this right, I can see the last person who had this vial if they were a spirit. I look at Knox, like, right, I'm okay with that by all means. Let's give it a go. Do what you want. I'm here for the fallout. All right. The last spirit that had this vial, you know that they put it into the door among other individuals when they were alive can you like rewind them is that a possibility like is that something you can do i learned something i don't have control over what i learned the people that put the door together built mechanisms into it that release based on the items that are engraved into it the one that's connected to the vial unfortunately does not have any connection to any of the other objects they were responsible for getting the vial into the door based upon the ring being connected to the door you do know though through conversations overheard that the door is designed to reveal a clue to the next thing down the line if something is discovered each item is the last clue. That was kind of obvious. Yeah, been like that for a bit. Okay. <clears throat> well. And each item is relatively independent. Except, sorry, each item is de- is dependent upon the others, except for this one. She says, holding it up. How about we go ask Box and Fox or Box or whatever the hell their freaking names are? The other goo guys, see if they know anything about this. You mean Zix? Sure. Oz, we didn't. We didn't release. Okay. Well. Okay. Yeah, so I'm not not being quite sure what to do with Zix. No, no, we, I can't go. I can't go see Zix. I've got the key with me. If she detects it, she's going to want it, and that unlocks her body, and all sorts of shit can happen. How about we use a phone? Have Edward. All right, yeah. Speaking of Edward, you know brings up? What about Edward? To work with Edward on figuring out what Ernesto did, because... There's files on everyone in my haven. I hand them over to Edward, and I have not read them. Are there any copies of them? I have a quick question for you guys pertaining to Edward. What? Yeah. How many would you guys be if I give him files I found on you guys? Files? I From believe who? they were, I think they were Ernesto's. Can't say I was surprised. What did they have on them? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look in them, and Edward's instructed not to either. He has them in a bigger folder on his person right now. He, we were supposed to meet uh the clubhouse to discuss them that's why i got in contact with your servants to let them know well i'd be curious enough to see what's in my file so i don't want to disrespect you guys by reading them i appreciate that again right okay we'll have to look into that later 
Yeah. I just wanted to get that off my chest because it's it's been bothering me since you guys were at my haven and there's a lot of secrets he kept that even I don't know and the family doesn't know and yeah. Well, look, you've been around a lot longer than the rest of us. You, nothing, there's nothing surprising, you know, from from the fact that a kindred had secrets and was keeping secrets from another or even that they were gathering information on other kindred. Quite honestly, we should all be used to it by now. The I mean, method was unusual for our clan. That's all it was. What was the method? An actual file folder that can be easily accessible by anyone. Except for you. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I didn't mean it as a joke. Probably that's why he did it. So that not you nor your clan would know about it. That's fair. Sometimes old school's the best way much more reliable um also the family is unaware of that they want me to continue um i'm speaking as we walk they want me to check in with them every so often and give them updates i have not been gate on portland in general they want to build a home here and i haven't told them anything about the immortals but they are allowing me to take on servants of my own and send theirs back i would rather my file not get into the hands of family. Oh, they, they will not know that I can promise that. We didn't want to speak for you, Knox, but I'm assuming the same. Yep. Everything on me, I want to end no one else to have. All right. <clears throat> one thing at a time. Uh, cemetery. Need to go use the key there. Possibly get another clue. Should uh, we call Edward first and ask about... Yeah, let, we'll call, I'll, I'll call him while we're on our way there. Uh, He's got my there. haven helping clean up. Actually, that's perfect. Let's go see Ernesto. Uh, sorry, uh, Edwards at your haven. As long as the vial is not anywhere near Zix. Uh, as long, no, sorry. As long as the the key is not anywhere near Zix, and preferably not even the vial. So it's back to the haven of Noir. All right, you're on. You're you're you have returned, and boy, have they done a great job cleaning up the mess. And um, they boarded up the window that Knox broke out. Shame. Perfectly go window. Knox oh, never as met a. Knox <laughs> never met a window he didn't want to break. As long as he's on my same glass when he's playing. <clears throat> yeah, well, everyone was the closest. That's the way I went out. Uh, wow! Everyone yes. did a bang up job. Look at this place. All right, Edward. Yes, sir. Right, and they uh, get the vial out, uh, or have not get the vial out. Um. We need you to analyze this. But without... We, do, yeah, but without being in the same vicinity as Zix, who's, I'm assuming is still at the clubhouse, right? That she is. That she is. We also right. want to know if Zix knows anything about something like this. Want to take the risk? I mean, the vial sure, but not the key. Yeah. All right. I hand out. I hand the uh, the, the the vial to Edwards. He takes it uh, and uh, gingerly puts it in a pocket that is padded, and he uh, lets you know he will figure out what it is, and we'll let you know. And I'm going to be very, very clear. It is not to be ingested. It is not, well, not even smelled. Just have it. Give it a shot. We need a majority of it usable for us, so please don't use too much. Yeah. I mean, we assume. Well, if Knox is telling me to, to drink it, I'm definitely not going to drink it. Good man. Right. Uh, off to the cemetery. Off to the cemetery. Riverview Cemetery. 
to the gravestones, which Noir will have seen for the very first time. You guys are bringing a necromancer to a cemetery. Nice. Oh, this is not just any cemetery. Cemetery. Right. Um, I activate Sense the Unseen. Are the stones, the, the headstones, still glowing the way they used to? They are. And Noir, for your benefit, there are 20 headstones separated separated from the rest of the graveyard and they are arranged in a five five wide four tall pattern uh just like uh, uh lance has there if you have sensed the unseen do you oh okay well then you won't know about their glowing pattern they have random dates on them date spans on them they don't seem to be connected in any way shape or form um but there's no names and they they don't seem to be new or old. I mean, they're just, they seem to be okay taken care of. And uh, as far as you can tell, there are no spirits at all connected with these specific gravestones. Before she does anything, I'm going to put my hand kind of like on her shoulder and be like, if you value your life, don't go anywhere near them. Well, you will be vaporized. No, unless you know what you're doing. I wasn't going to touch them after today. I'm not going to be messing with too much. No, I don't even mean touch. I just yeah. say, like, stay away in general. Don't get any closer than where we're at right now. Basically, there's a specific way you have to walk around the headstones to achieve a specific result. Any, yeah, anything else other than that perfect pattern, and you vaporize. I mean, de-atomize, I believe, is the right term. Poof. Kill her face. Yeah. Well... So, uh, Nox is going to have to do the outer walk. Yeah. All right. I'll do it. Do the outer walk, Nox. You know what to do. I don't I think. Really don't. I, I don't think he does. But we're going <laughs> to pretend that he does. You, so you you walk the you perimeter start... in a very specific okay, yeah. square. Yeah. So here we go. Right. Yeah, I do that. The the orange line, the orange arrow. That's what you got to do. You go around the whole perimeter, and I I need to do the uh, the green one. So, so you start at the bottom and you go. So so what around. Noir is witness to is Knox starts in the bottom right hand corner. Knox walks to the bottom left hand corner, just using that kind for direction. He walks to the top left hand corner, to the top right hand corner, and then to the bottom left hand corner or bottom right hand corner, and then just kind of wanders away as uh, as Lance walks. Yeah, walks your pattern. I don't remember your pattern yeah. exactly. Which Go ahead. Is the bottom, bottom right, about three rows in towards the left. I go all the way up to the top. I think I have to touch the two last uh, tombstones, I believe. Yeah, I think so too. And walk all the way back down and walk past the bottom tombstones. No, I think you have advantage. to. I think you have to turn to walk to um, the left side. So I've got I've got two things here. I've got one that goes up, touch the 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 touch the tombstones, and all the way down or halfway. I have to turn. I mean, I can't remember now which one it was. How about we just say you walk the pattern? You walk the pattern. Yeah. There you go. I walk when, the pattern. When he starts walking the the towards the end of the pattern, he just disappears. He's gone. As soon as that happens, I'm going to tell uh, Noir that I want her to walk that, and I'm going to copy what he just did. Uh, uh, okay. And she does it? Taking an awful risk, Knox. Well, it worked with really work really work me. It worked twice for him now. But I, I All right. So 
Noir does it as precisely as she's supposed to. And Nox, you do it as precisely as you're supposed to, and you notice Nox just completely disappear. And let's start, because there's a little bit of time gap here. Lance, you are in the giant ceilingless room, and things have changed. Things have changed since you've been in here. Hmm. Yes. Uh, it looks like, um, it looks like the Revolutionary War soldier has been decapitated with a brazier. Okay, hang on a second. Okay. Okay, so the which soldier? Revolutionary soldier. Yeah, the Revolutionary War soldier. Has been decapitated. Okay. And it looks like the the Chinese warrior is in the act of being eaten by a stone Chinese dragon. Okay. So uh, originally there were uh, there were a row on either side, right? Can't remember exactly how many. I didn't. I don't think I told you how many statues were in yeah. there because I don't think I wanted mm -hmm. to nail it down. Yeah. So there were a bunch of statues. Now there was one statue that, that we woke up, and that, that's no longer there. I'm assuming. Moog is not there. That is correct. Moog. Now Moog had destroyed or decapitated another statue. Was it the Revolutionary Soldier? That was the Roman Centurion who is still decapitated. That was the Roman Centurion. And now the revolutionary soldiers also decapitated and the Chinese warriors being eaten by a stone Chinese dragon. Yeah, and that's in like the process of. And this dragon, while larger than the warrior, is not so vast that it's occupying 90% of the room or anything. It's just, it's like coming out of the wall and is stonified also. And lastly, the jaguar warrior and the Zulu warrior are both facing each other in what is looking like it's about to be combat, but they're both stone right now. So they're in very close quarters with their armaments, but they're stone. So what I'm saying is, is it seems like somebody got a magic finger and started playing with all the stuff to see what they could do, and uh, it, it might have gotten out of hand a little bit. Magic finger? Yeah, like your magic right. finger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is the pedestal still there? The pedestal is still there, and the large book is still there, and it is still locked. And just as you are noticing that, in from behind you, bumping you forward slightly, is Nox. And Nox, you also see this giant, seemingly ceilingless room with two tapestries on either end. One has the uh, black light symbol, which is behind you, the bakla, and the other one has the onk. And then there's a pedestal in the middle of the room and then everything else I just described. But there's, uh, for what I didn't describe, there's other statues of warriors from different ages. What in the hell is this? These guys look like our, our lawn gnome. They're big lawn, lawn gnomes. Big. Uh, I guess warrior hall, hall of warriors, whatever you want to call it. Looks like these are... Uh, either the immortals or represent the power base of the immortals of some kind. Remember Moog, the big statue that was at the other clubhouse? Yeah. And I point, and I point at the empty pedestal where uh, the statue used to be. Yeah, that's where he was. As an aside, didn't we come to the understanding that these uh, statues are somehow linked to the immortals as in they're frozen in time to support the immortals is that yeah, they're, they're the power source 
It looks like it's some sort of power source for each of the immortals. As you destroy, as you destroy one of the statues, the corresponding immortal suffers from it or something. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna kind of look around the room. I'm gonna go up and touch the statue of the dragon eating the samurai guy or whatever it is. Chinese warrior. Yeah. So basically, I explain. I explained that the the Chinese warrior. The uh, well, I explained that the Roman soldier was decapitated by Moog and I let you know which of the statue just changed from last of the, the Zulu warrior, the uh, Jaguar warrior, the Chinese warrior, and the revolutionary soldier. So if all of these are the power vessels of the immortals, why don't we just destroy all of these? Somehow, somehow it just seems to be easier to kill them with the soul. Yeah. But as we know, every time we kill one, they become more powerful. So if we take away their power, then we have less of an uphill battle. Look around you. Looks like they're taking care of that themselves. Are they? Do we know that these are no longer providing any power for them? Uh, no, they're fighting. They're destroying one another. So hang on a second. Uh, we killed one. We killed Dragus. Then we killed Kiel, right? Nox killed one of so. Yeah, Maximus. Who, who is who is the one that you killed, Maximus? Maximus. Yeah, but he didn't tell me the name yet. I told you the name later. I, I want to say that he did. I want to say that he did say the name actually. Yeah. He texted well. us in the group chat the name okay. actually. Okay. Right. So Maximus. Maximus could be related to the Roman soldier, right? But the Roman soldier was decapitated way before you killed Maximus in our main line days and nights before uh kiel raj uh do i do i see any kind of connection between the statues and any of the warrior any of the immortals i found we've encountered so far like some sort of something that would give a connection away you know who belongs to who well there would be a persian warrior known as an immortal there is one of those in the in the hall and that would be as close as you can figure raj would be Kiel would be Scandinavian, and there is a Viking in the hall, and the Viking is still in one piece. Okay, so Raj, Persian statue. Raj, Raj is, I mean, when you saw him, Raj is technically Indian, like from India. Yeah, so, yeah, Persian, Indian, okay. <clears throat> right? I will also Wait, say that it? you have heard the name Wei Shu, and that is Chinese. Why are we giving them the name? Remember, I character. No, I'm giving you the name from one of the visions. Yeah, she had. Okay, what happened to Wei Shu? When you were talking to Kiel in the basement, he said, uh, oh no, when you were talking to, when you were talking to either Kiel or Raj, I want to say it was Raj now that I think about it, it was about the talking book, and mm -hmm. when you didn't have it, they, he mentioned that Wei Shu would be very happy to hear that. Okay, so Weishu is still alive. Uh, Weishu, Chinese warrior. Maximus, obviously Roman. Can I confirm that? Yeah. You know about Jin, and yeah. all, all you know about Jin is that she's black. So maybe Zulu, Jaguar, warrior. Okay. But there are definitely more warriors in this cavern than there are immortals. Right. Right, so we can't be sure which is which. For now, we do have at least one ally, possibly two. Who's the second? Raj, perhaps. Um, let's just say he's. he says he's uninterested in hurting this world, this dimension. 
but whatever. Um, <clears throat> so let's just say that these ones could be Jin, these ones could be Raj, and the rest of them, who knows? We don't know. Yeah, now, on, we could, and the one thing's for sure, destroying these doesn't necessarily mean the immortal is dead. They might so weaken them a bit. They're weaker. So I'm going to walk up to the, the uh, who, who should I pick here? Pick the first one, domino effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, the, the way shoe one that you were telling me about, I'm going to walk up to the way shoe one and get rid of the gusto, trying to break this thing. Well, that would be the Chinese warrior that's being currently consumed by a giant stone dragon. So, I mean, how do you want to proceed to that one? Punch it and break it. <laughs> you want to punch stone? I got potence. <laughs> you could certainly try. Let me look this up. <laughs> to break stone, it would be... um. Their potence with strength and brawl versus, um, if, um depending on how, how hard the stone is, it would be anywhere between three and eight successes. Stone eight? I said depending on the stone, because they consider stones like gemstone and like concrete. Like, ATM is really bad at that, at differentiating substances. So, concrete would be like three, diamond would be like an eight. Okay. Your pun, so, if you can actually break diamond by punching it, and fuck. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can. It's terrifying. And that's just strength plus brawl, and then we add the potents on at the end. Yes. This is my jam. All right. <laughs> what do I need? You need to roll your strength plus brawl, and then we'll add your potents on at the end. Now, is there a way that I can use blood potency to increase my my strength or something like that? You can, out of character, you can also use melee as well, um, which I've been through. Oh no, I was just saying the straight line now for future reference. You can also use strength plus melee as well, depending on if you're using a weapon to attack it with or not. Nope. He's just using his fist. Now, your, your blood potency is not something that you can use. It just is, uh, okay. it, it affects, you know, certain traits, but... Okay, I wasn't sure if that was this one. This is one of them or not. No, it's like it, it let it, blood potency tells you whether or not you need how much blood you need to drink the slake, how much you know, you know how you know how your your bane uh, your clown bane affects you. The the older you are, then. It can, but can't he pump up his strength one more dot with just yeah, the blood? Do the rouse check. So rouse if you rouse check, you can get your strength up to five. I don't think it's what real. is your blood potency? Two. You can do something called a blood surge. Um, it once yeah. per once per night. Um, or you basically like you guys are doing adding another die, but it's on top of that. No, that's it. Here in in uh, in V five, the blood surge is you roll, you rouse check, and you can increase one of your attributes by one dot, and it's usually for one scene. Five without my potence. Yeah. So you're so rolling. You're rolling 10 die, and then we add your potence on afterwards. Nine, because I'm not going to do the rouse check to boost my, I'm not going to run the risk. So it's nine. Okay, so that's what you rolled here. And then um, are you going, are, are, you, are you staying with that roll? But what do I get then? Because that's five, and then do I get two for potence or just one? Uh, potence, what do you have, like lethal body? Well, potence you can use to increase your strength and, and, improve your damage done 
Yeah, that's lethal body. Using this power, the user is capable of causing horrendous damage to mortals, tearing skin and breaking bones. Uh, um, that can now do aggravated health damage to mortals at desire. They also ignore one level armor for four minutes. Isn't it prowess? Or maybe prowess. Yeah, that's it. Uh, greater strength. Okay, yeah. When activated, add the potent's uh, rating of the user to their unarmed demand, uh, damage, as well as to peers. Uh, so basically, uh, you add whatever amount, uh, whatever dots you have of uh, potents, but you have to activate prowess beforehand, and that requires a arouse check. Prowess requires a arouse check too? Prowess does, yeah, if you oh. want to activate it, because you have to activate it before if you want to use it. And then when you when you activate it, you're, uh, you add the the number of dots in you have in potence into your damage. So if you have to get if you in this case if you have five successes and the minimum hit is three, then you get you have two points of damage or three points of damage plus if you want to add your potence to it. Okay, so I just needed an IV one two to activate the the, the potence, right? No, uh, just a one one. It's just a rouse check. Oh, well, I fail. I get hungrier. So now I'm at three, and then my other roll would have been a five. So, so yeah, of seven then. Well, whichever was like a, whatever it, you could say. Even if you could, even if one of the other successes was a blood success, it doesn't really matter. So you still have five successes, and uh, I don't know what the, the the difficulty was on the stone, but but wouldn't I have got two more successes then with the five, and then. Yeah, you got it's seven. Well, you've got seven total successes. Okay. And I was going with with six as the stone because it's not so, it's not natural stone. So. So you got two damage. Yeah. yeah. So and it because the dragon is in the process of eating the, the the thing, you can't quite get to the head, but you do hit the side, and you do leave a fist-sized hole in the side of the Chinese warrior. So it's uh it's now. It's now missing a chunk of itself, if that makes yeah. Yeah. So you've damaged it. Did it again. <laughs> Go. You should do it one more time. <laughs> Can I grab it and tip it over? No, these things. Um. So the the Chinese warrior is a little bit on the weird side to explain, but the, all of them are like in the wall, kind of. Yeah, and the Chinese warriors kind of weird too because it's also got the dragon which is also semi embedded in the wall too so it's it's got the most stability of any of the statues in the room but they're all all the ones up against the wall are in the wall it's, they're part of the wall okay well then I'm gonna I'm gonna respond like they're pretty hard and then I'm gonna start walking around the room and seeing what else I see he had mentioned that there was a the pedestal I'm gonna go and look at that yeah, I'm already there looking at the book um, can I uh, I, I remember if I touched a book last time, I got a little tingle, right? Yeah. And that's what uh, I'm assuming gave me my resistance at, at the time. That's, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's what happened, yeah. Right. So I take my jacket off, my leather jacket, I wrap it around the book, and I grab the book, pull it off the pedestal. All right. You now have the book in your jacket. And it's not... You can't completely cover the book with the jacket because the book is too big. And it is a heavy fucking book. Yeah. I'm going to carry it. I'm still walking back to the tapestry behind with the uh, the black light. What is that? That's the book. No, the not book? that book. Not the book. It's bigger than the slot in the door, right? I mean, it's way bigger than the slot in the door for the book. Well, it's Yeah, it's way too big for the slot in the book. Yeah, the it's not that book. It's just, this is the book of magic. 
for the immortals. You coming? Can I see I it? Yeah, you can see it just fine. Are you are you touching the pedestal? No, I'm asking. Can I see it? And I sort of like lift it up towards him. Can we go? I'm gonna walk up there and kind of just look around at it. What does it do? I don't know. But remember when I couldn't be hurt because I touched it. I don't it remember. Away. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you were there. Yeah, I don't think I was. Right. There was a moment. You told us about it or me yeah. about it, but I don't. I don't think I was there. No, that's it. Right. So it's because I touched the book. Right. And it faded away after a bit. But I'm assuming the book is locked. And I'm assuming the key opens it. I'd rather not do it here. If I can get the fuck out, I'd rather do that. So can we fucking leg it? And I go back and I start walking towards the tapestry, whether he's following me or not. All right. He's... And I just put my hand on the tapestry. He touches the tapestry with the black light image and he is gone. Are you touching the uh, pedestal there, Knox? The pedestal itself? Yeah. Where the book was? Yeah, I walk up there and I touch the pedestal. Because, I mean, I, I was assuming I walked up to where the book was as he was taking it. I would have, you know, tried to grab it. Not not the book, but, like, when you usually walk up to a pedestal and there's a book there, you usually touch the pedestal. Human nature. The pedestal sinks into the floor slowly as if you activated a switch. Yeah, I'm looking around. Anything else going on? So all the braziers that are still being held by warriors have like a weird magical green light, like a fire coming out of them. The fire changes to orange and the stone starts becoming flesh on all the statues. The dragon ceases being, starts forming scales and ceases being stone. This is all happening all at the same time. And the, the two warriors that are facing off are starting to starting to slowly move. So uh, things are moving. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up to that tapestry, not touch it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be right there. So if I need to, I just smack the shit out of that. But I'm gonna watch and see what's going on. Every single warrior that's in the room that is not decapitated or every single warrior that in the room that's not decapitated starts moving. The ones that are holding braziers either drop them or start hurling them at other warriors. The dragon finishes eating the Chinese warrior. Whether or not you killed the Chinese warrior, you can't tell. That dragon just dropped and went. It, it, it was done. But that Chinese dragon was then decapitated immediately by the samurai standing right next to it. Warriors are now going all out. This is a, a fucking combat zone at this point. The tapestry behind you starts going up into the air. And you 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 happen to catch it just before it gets out of reach and you are out too. And you're both out of the graveyard. Alright, both out. I still have the book. You're both back out into the graveyard. And Noir, first Lance comes out and then Knox pops out. He seems a little bit more frazzled than Lance. You pulled a Knox, didn't you, Knox? <laughs> I didn't do anything of the sort. Liar, I can tell my warehouse. <laughs> right. As, right. Let's see what this book does. As Knox starts walking away from the, the headstones, as you know, as, as you're wont to do when you leave that room, they start sinking into the ground, all 20 of them. What did you desecrate? We lost Knox. Oh, shit. <laughs> I just went shopping, love, and I show her the book. Oh, that's a grimoire, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's reasonable. That's what I would think it is. I would definitely like to look at that later, if that's okay. I love books. Well. Oh, she pulls out her gloves, and I always carry gloves now. 
because when you're not. Yeah, that's a good idea. I should get me a pair of those. Do you have an extra? And toss them here. I carry fruit. I carry fruit because of him. Alright, so I, I put on the, the gloves. Put the book down. Take my jacket back. Take yeah. the, the book. So the gravestones slip into the ground and it's like they weren't there. There's basically a blank patch of land where those headstones were. Mm. Knox, what did you touch? No. Uh... I think it was me, love. I think it was me this time. Again, point out the book. You came out. If it was the book, he would have been trapped. How traps work. Well, I think he just, he got out just in time. What happened after I left, actually? Did you see anything? No, I just followed you. Just in the gun. Okay, and now I know that's bullshit. Come on, what uh, happened? I've known you five days and I don't even know if that's BS. Let's just say there is no longer samurai guy. Um, dragon's dead. Uh, Did the statues well, come alive? Yeah, pretty much. Everyone was killing everyone in there. Well, I left. I think we got a wish. Maybe. Wait, statues coming alive? Okay, back up, back up. Right, so I explained the room to Noir. Uh, pedestal in the center, book grimoire on it. The entire room is lined with statues. Potentially, these statues are like the power source of the immortals, and they don't like each other. One of the we made one of the statues come alive. It it decapitated another statue. This time we got there, and they were in in the midst of fighting each other and killing the, each other. I grabbed the book. I left, according to what Knox is saying. They came alive, and proceeding on beating the living shit of each other. Pretty much killing each other. Oh, and the pedestal, gone. Well, who gives a shit about the pedestal? It's not got, as long as we got a book. And we were wondering, contemplating on whether or not we should destroy the statues because they represent the power base of each, you know, immortal. Uh, but it looks like that's being taken care of as well. I'd call that a win. My question is, if they're the power base for each immortal, why are they destroying each other if their powers all rely on one another? The immortals don't like each other. As one immortal dies, the others get, the power gets redistributed amongst the their surviving immortals. It gets stronger, like Highlander. You get a text message from Edward that says, I'm hearing a voice that says you're wrong, but I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah, same here. Same with us. That's what we're trying to figure out. What? What do you mean? Who, who's wrong? We're wrong. That, that's, that's what I heard. In reference to what? Ask it. In reference to what? Oh no, he's just texting us, right? Yeah, he's just texting. Yeah, he's just text texting you. Yeah, so I text him back, like, in reference to what? The the room with the warriors? Question mark? Well, I call Edward. Yeah, can we put on speaker? Gladly. So, right. hi. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, this thing won't shut up. Um, no, no, stop. No, I'm trying to talk to him. No, I don't need to I No, just wait. I don't need to talk to you right now. It's very insistent that you're wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know what right. it means. Can you explain to us why we're wrong and what's the correct one or the correct answer? It needs you to find it. it wants me to find it too. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to determine. So... This time it wasn't in the grave. I mean, the grapes. No, yeah. I mean, it's... No, I don't think so. I've I've got some some ideas I guess now that yeah, I can I'm hear assuming, it. I'm assuming we're looking for an actual book, so that's what we should concentrate on. 
That's what I'm getting. In the meantime, keep at it. Um, I suggest, Noir, can we go back to yes. your haven to open up this book? Um, sure. I'll look at Knox. Go for a trip. Sure. And then we uh, head out. And that... I ask... Oh, go ahead. So, all I ask is of Knox, no more window breaking in my home, please. Next time you break window in my home, that breaks hospitality. As fast as possible. Hey, I was just following your request. That's fair, but please, no more window breaking. Deal. I'll go for doors this time. <laughs> we go to potential. Um, yeah. Portions of the materials are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with permission. All rights reserved. For more information, please visit white-wolf.com. Lance is having a dramatic moment. Don't pop in with your poop joke. Well, in typical Knox fashion, the window's closed and therefore explodes outward as the severed head goes flying well into the street and across the street and into a neighborhood yard. Well, let's say it's a park. And now there's a severed head filled with glass shards in a park across from the funeral home.